2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You
3: are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Ah, oh, they're playing the blame game in Chicago. More on that coming up here in a moment. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. It's available every day. comes out at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Stat of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Sunday night. TJ Watt and the Steelers take on Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. Sunday seven Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Uh let's see. Poll question. What do I don't I don't even remember what we had for hour one as we go into hour two, see Try not to take too much offense to that, but <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> Uh, More to blame for the Bears' struggles. The quarterback, the coaches, or the oh, organization. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. That's right. Now I remember. Yeah, Boom. It's all coming back to Boom. me. Okay. Yeah. You want to guess who's finishing last in that? Okay. So who's most to blame? The organization. The quarterback or the coaches.
3: I'm going to say the
4: quarterback is third on that list. The coaches are third on that list. Oh, okay. Followed, then the quarterback, the organization's getting 71% of Yay. the vote. Yay!
3: Congratulations. It's a cultural problem. Yes. If you take away the 85 Bears.
5: Oh, God, no. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I was to say, what, what yeah, else I got? Yeah. Follow
3: this thread, Dan. Follow okay. this thread, please. If, if you're looking at all the sports and you take away one championship team, like, is there any other organization that would flounder more? Be more inept than the Chicago Bears? The Cubs?
5: I think the Bears won the world championship in like 62 or 63 or something before the Super Bowl. The Cubs went a hundy plus. Okay. So it's like a they're Mm -hmm. emeritus, the Bears and the Cubs, with this topic.
3: It feels like the former Chicago Bears cash in on the Bears winning a Super Bowl more than the Chicago Cubs cash in on winning a World Series. That's fair. Uh, But if you take away that one Super Bowl, man, they're the Detroit Lions. Right. Right? (laughs) Wow. Sorry, but they are. They even have like, well, they had that great running back. Yeah. (laughs) They've had two of the greatest running backs of all time. They've had one of the greatest defensive players of all time. And, you know, with Dick Butkus and Gale Sayers and then Walter Payton, then they had the magic for that one year. And then the next year, they could have been great again. Uh, I think McMahon got hurt, but uh, that's about it. They've had pockets. And uh, speaking of pockets, Justin Fields, he wants to get out of the pocket and run a little bit there. And uh, apparently that's that's a little bit of a problem. So there was a fire started yesterday, and Justin Fields played a role in this because – He was talking about, well, uh, here is uh, his comment yesterday talking about the coaching staff and what's gone wrong so far. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Um, felt like I was kind of robotic and not playing like myself. Um, my goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and play football how I know how to play football. That includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just so much, sort of, say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football because that's when, you know, I play my best is I'm just out there playing free and you know, being myself. Okay, then the reporter follows up.
6: When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much maybe think too much?
3: Could be uh, coaching. They're doing their job when they're giving me what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. I don't know if Justin Fields is a passing quarterback. Do I think he can be a dual threat? Yes. But this is when it's supposed to crystallize for him. This is where the game slows down. This is where you can process things. And there are a couple of uh, clips that I saw of Justin Fields against Tampa Bay where I'm thinking, "What, what are you not seeing that I'm seeing? And the camera angle is behind Justin Fields. You're seeing the defense. You're seeing players that are open. And he's holding and holding and holding. Today's NFL, today's college, today's high school, it's get it, read it, go. Throw, maybe you go through progressions, maybe you go through two, and then you go. Because most of these guys are taking advantage of the opportunity to be able to run. Justin Fields, and this this is what happens with rookie quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, hold, stare down your receiver. Hold the ball, hold the ball, stare down your receiver. We're in year three now. You have to be better than this. And I don't know if Justin Fields is. He's a tremendous athlete, but that doesn't necessarily make you a great quarterback. And I don't know why he can't look at what Lamar Jackson is doing. And Anthony Richardson said, you know, he looks looks up to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's like, man, I feel old now. But Justin Fields should be looking at Lamar Jackson. When do you run? How often do you run? And how many progressions do you go through there? And and Lamar has, you know, a really good tight end and a really good wide receiver. That helps him. Justin Fields, at some point, you run out of excuses because what was it? Well, he doesn't have an offensive line. Uh, He doesn't really have any uh, skilled position, guys. He, He doesn't have a wide receiver. Okay, you brought in a wide receiver. They traded the number one overall pick. They drafted linemen. Like, you're running out of excuses, Because if the Chicago Bears are a six-win team this year, let's say, Justin Fields rushes for 800 yards, maybe throws for 2,200 yards, and you have the number one pick in the draft, now what are you going to do? You're going to have two picks probably in the top ten. What are you going to do? Because that's a likely scenario right now. And I think what happened, the media bought into the possibility of the Bears – that division's up for grabs. Justin Fields with what he did, and everybody saw the highlights. And I always tell people, I can make a lot of people look really good, like Hall of Famers, if I just show you the highlights. Watch a game, and then you get the true sense of how good somebody is. Instead, you, you know, you go, Oh my God, did you see that play? Yeah, did you see the other plays? No, yeah, not good. But you have those moments there. And it felt like nobody's watching the Bears. I mean, unless you have to. But Justin Fields had those moments last year. He was made for SportsCenter or the NFL highlight shows. But not passing. Like, do you remember where you go, man, did he carve him up? No, with his legs. And that's why maybe the coaches have played a role here. Maybe they're trying to make him a a pocket passer, and he's just not. And we're going to find out. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. What's the game plan? How does it change? Because after this game, I want to hear Justin Fields. I don't want to hear Patrick Mahomes. I don't care about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift right now. Chris Jones coming back. Oh, what? Well, okay, I do. Whoa, we all care. I, I do care. You have a fever. I apologize. I maybe I care too much. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I was going to be the lead.
3: I, maybe I care too much. I'm uh, going into New York this weekend, and I'm just going to walk around the Soho area and just uh, you know see if Taylor's around. I don't know. Maybe she's uh, on tour back again. She's been out. She's been going to some restaurants that I'm aware of, but she's been going out with girlfriends. And then Travis Kelsey has a game, obviously. So maybe maybe she'll uh, she'll be at the game. That'd be fun. All right. Um, I digress. Yes, Paul.
5: You were comparing Fields and, and Jalen Hurts. If you go back to Jalen Hurts. This is what we thought Hurts was going to be. You could, you see the pro prospect reviews of Hurts like, well, he'll never be a great passer. He's going to be one of those guys who's a high-end backup, who helps your team, a team first player, but he's he's basically a running back who, who threw some at Oklahoma. There was a lot of doubt about Jalen Hurts, and, and Jalen Hurts in his third season, he he's always been a runner. He ran for 700 yards his second year. He ran for 700 yards last year, but his third year, Jalen Hurts became a real passer. Like He, he threw for Almost 4,000 yards last year, 22 touchdowns, 6 picks, and ran for 700 yards. Yeah. Fields is in the year, year
3: three. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is a great passing quarterback. I think he's, he's a great quarterback. I think he does whatever you need him to do in the moment, but he's got really good wide receivers. And here's the key. You've got a really good offensive line. You start there, you got a chance to be a good pocket passer. They protect you. You've got some good, good players. You got some dangerous wide receivers. You got a running game, and he has the ability to run as well. So you put all of that together, and that's where you get an elite quarterback or elite quarterback play. But, you know, teams are going to try their best to make him one dimensional and make him beat you with his arm, just like Lamar Jackson. Can he beat you with his arm? Yes, Mark.
2: Now I'm really rooting for Justin Fields and the Cubs to win Cubs. The Bears to win, they're playing like Cubs. If Justin Fields wins, see, I told you guys it was the coaching. (laughs) See, you let me be me, we'll win some games.
3: Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to say that. If it would happen, that they they would somehow win this game.
2: Just because. I just want all hell to break loose.
3: The uh, Giants and 49ers have played each other 34 times in the regular season. You know what the record is of the Giants and the Niners in the regular season? If you said 17 and 17, you'd be correct. The teams have also met eight times in the postseason. If you said both teams won four games, you would be right. right. Yes. Oh! Bop-bop! Stat of the day, stat of the day. day. Here comes that What? what? Stat of the day. Did you give me a poll question for hour two, Seaton, and I didn't listen again?
4: You know, I don't believe I did. Okay, Dan. all I right. I don't believe I did. Okay. Do we uh, do a an offshoot of the current poll question and say who's more to blame for yesterday's story: the media or the quarterback, Justin Fields? Mm,
3: I would say, well, Todd, you had some. I would say the media played a role because it didn't. They didn't put the uh, quote in context. They just put it in quotations where he was asked, uh, you know, he, uh, his explanation for yeah. why he believes that way, and they went coaching. They didn't add anything to that. So I'd say the media played a role in this. He didn't help. Like, his role was to diffuse it. He didn't do a great job with that. So I'd, I'd say probably start with the media. Always blame the media, right? These, those guys, the media, they're clicks, looking clicks. looking for clicks. Yeah, and then when Justin Fields says, yeah, you know, I'm not blaming my coaches. You guys are just you know, looking for clicks. Mm, it sounded like you were blaming your coaches. You said
7: could be the coaching, you said.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, a direct yeah. quote. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it could have been coaching. you said. Yeah. I no, no, you said. You said, do you have any idea why this is happening? And your initial
2: reaction was to say, coaching. coaches. <laughs> yes, Marvin. When he clarifies his comments, I just, I just want to play what he says first. I love this. Okay.
3: I love you guys, but, you know. I love you guys, but.
2: <laughs> like, what?
3: Yeah, yeah, Paulie.
5: It, it's it, like Seaton said, it was like, oh, he's doing pretty well. Oh, no, 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 no. He's doing pretty well. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's almost like you need the, the PR person go, eh, we're done.
4: Yes. Half and then half. Yeah. Half and then half. It's what I tell Fritzy all the time. Never been more
3: appropriate Just than. Cut it in half and then cut it in half. I'm in not going
7: to take any more football questions this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out.
3: Corey in Kansas city. Hi Corey. What's on your mind today?
7: Hey, good morning, Mr. Patrick to you and the boys, uh, especially to Seton there, my brother in the bud. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, I just want to call and say, thank you guys. I've been listening since before Matt Harvey was honoring Qualcomm,
2: <laughs> And,
7: uh, this morning I was enjoying an unexpected day off, listening to some yacht rock. Thanks to you guys. And, uh, enjoying some of Missouri's finest when kiss on my list came on. And, uh, I felt inspired to call in. Uh, So again, just wanted to say thank you guys. You've been a part of my life every morning for such a long time. And uh, Marvin, you are such a great addition to the show. And uh, Dan, you personally, thank you for inspiring a a vinyl collection of my own that my wife and I have started collecting. If you don't have it, by the way, traveler, Chris Stapleton, one of the best vinyls, that man's voice is made for vinyl. And, uh, Just want to end it in saying, uh, I'm I'm sorry, Marv. We'll tang forever. And uh, all due respect to Polly. I love you guys, but suck at front row.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Suck at front row, but he was praising how great
4: you've been, Marvin. He meant me. Okay. That just means, yeah, how bad Paul is in Mm. that guy's eyes that he just drags (laughs) Marvin down, who's been great. He's been great, but Paul just really tanks him. Um, Sorry,
3: Marv. (laughs) Michael in Fort Wayne. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I've got one comment and an unrelated
5: question for you. Tomorrow is Meat Friday, and so I'm going to go ahead and put an end to the slander that started last week of potatoes before it happens again. Last week, potatoes were inexplicably disrespected because they get dressed up and thus compared to Brussels sprouts. Comparing potatoes to Brussels sprouts is like saying Julia Roberts and E.T. the extraterrestrial are similar because they've both worn a dress. The feelings of the two are not at all comparable. Okay. And then finally, on an unrelated note, as I'm sure you remember, today's the 21st night of September. What are the odds you hit the post coming out of a break
4: today?
3: Oh, if I did September by Earth, Wind & Fire? You know, maybe I save that for tomorrow.
4: I just love that. A week later, he had to oh, address yeah. the potato disrespect. Yeah, uh, thank you, Michael. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I... what more?
2: Maybe you should do it today. Why? Tomorrow, I think I'm going to do Boy Band Friday. We oh. were talking about In Sync, possibly doing the Super Bowl. A hey, whatever song you guys mention it, you guys send it to me. I'll play it. Okay, so Boy Band Friday.
3: Boy, this is a great day for Fritzy. That's excellent.
7: Yeah, so many to choose
3: from. Yeah, he loves. his First, what I thought it was
1: tearing up my heart. No, 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 no. No, You can
3: just say the song. I guess. Yeah. How about we let them sing it? I did this to Fritzy one time. I I said, uh, "Oh, you heard this song?" And then you know, I said, "Who's who sings this song?" And then uh, Fritzy started singing it. I go, "No, why don't we let them sing it? I don't want you to sing it." (laughs) I didn't I'm ask you looking for an
7: opportunity to perform. Even yeah. Though it's terrible. Who
3: sings this? Oh, uh, Backstreet Boys. Why don't you let them do that time?
7: Everybody. No,
3: no, we're not going to do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. Not anymore.
7: Backstreet's got it right.
3: No. All right. I was just watching a.
7: <laughs>
3: I was watching a video yesterday. <laughs> Fritzi is on the couch in the New York City man cave singing to. Uh, Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen.
4: That is a wild. That dreams do
3: come true. So Chrissy Teigen is lying on top of Fritzy, and then you're singing John Legend's song, All of Me Loves All of You. And your your rendition was terrible. It was not very good. It was terrible.
1: Love all
7: of you. Yeah. What a special time to be alive for me that, for that minute and a half.
4: Yeah, but Chrissy Teigen. I've, she was laying on top of you, and then she started singing the song to you. Yeah. Because, well, I guess because you were doing such a terrible job, but she took <laughs> over and sang it to you.
7: Yeah, sometimes you got to take one for the team like that. You're like, really? i got to have Chrissy Teigen tell me, Whatever.
5: <laughs> that
4: really happened. Yeah, probably.
5: In retrospect, that may have been her most questionable decision in the
4: last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she's been on since then, actually. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Remember she came in, and she was dressed like an elf. She had a skirt on. And she was putting
4: ornaments up on the tree. Yeah. There was a period of time where, like, she knew us. Yeah, yeah, like, we were important in her yeah, life. like, she was cool. She was, like, friend of the show. They got real famous, though. Yeah, they did. They got super oh, famous. Yeah. yeah.
7: Now there's publicist agents, managers involved. You yeah, You can yeah, send yeah. her that little email and say, hey, come on, Thursday. Yeah,
4: yeah. All
3: right, we'll take a break. Uh, our good buddy, Andy Staples, will join us. We'll talk about uh, Dion Sanders, the game against Oregon and also, what's going on in Tuscaloosa? Because it feels like there's something going on, and it's not good for uh, Nick Saban. He talked about name, image, and likeness last year, and boosters needed to step up a little bit. Is he getting nil would by everybody else? Um, and I find that interesting. He's still searching for a quarterback, it just and he's got this game against Lane Kiffin coming up this weekend. We'll talk a little college football. We'll uh, visit the Chicago Bears later on uh, this hour, and we'll get to more phone calls as well. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Back with another week of football. We start week three tonight, DraftKings Sportsbook, keeping you in on all the action. New customers can bet $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets, throw down a fiver on any of this week's epic matchups, and walk away an instant winner. Football, more fun when you're in on all the action. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK, download the app, new customers, bet $5, get 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner, the NFL. Make sure you use the code PATRICK. Fritzy.
7: 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467369. Bonus issued as is free bets. One early win token issued at opt money Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and... To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit millerlightcom slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer.
2: Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I
3: saw this note. Third and short, Carolina Panthers can't use their quarterback sneak because Bryce Young is too small. He's 5'10", 204. Uh, Andy Dalton came in on those plays. So, isn't that interesting? He's too small to do what... Jalen Hurts does with the Philadelphia Eagles? Does that uh,
5: kind of make sense because they're pushing a guy and they're crunching him up, and he's he's slight in comparison to like Jalen Hurts or Fields.
3: Yeah, but I I just figured it was everybody's move in the pile. I feel like I could get two yards behind the Eagles offensive line. And told, Andy, because you're tall and you're bigger, you get to go in for a couple of plays. First time he goes in, I think they had a false start. All right, let me bring in Andy Staples covers college football for uh, the uh, website On3Sports. We've been talking about Justin Fields. Take me back to his last year at Ohio State. Was there any real question about him being a pocket passer at the next level?
8: There were always those questions because the the late Dwayne Haskins had 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 some of the same issues coming out of a similar offense. And uh, it was – but you saw Justin – it was more about reading the defense and about what he was asked to do in that offense. And I think that's been sort of the complaint about Ohio state quarterbacks under Ryan day. Um, Joe Burrow was there, but then left to go to LSU was running a different offense at LSU. I, I think that's, that's going to be the question until one of them kind of breaks out and becomes a success in the NFL is, are they not asked to do the things that they need to do? And the other just obvious thing with Ohio state quarterbacks, their receivers are so yeah. much better than everyone else. There's a different kind of open at Ohio state than somewhere else. Like I'll give you an example, Brock Purdy's receivers at Iowa state weren't nearly as open as Justin Fields receivers. at. I- so Brock Purdy had to learn to fit it in there. Justin Fields for the most part had somebody wide open.
3: But There's been that knock on Alabama quarterbacks for years Mm -hmm. that, hey, anybody can quarterback at Alabama. You have all those great receivers, but we are getting good quarterbacks coming out of there. Well, at least we had. What happened with Alabama with this year with these quarterbacks?
8: Either they've missed on some, haven't developed the ones they have, or both. Because, you know, you're right. It used to be, oh, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron, Jacob Coker, it doesn't matter. You just put them in there. They're so much more talented than everybody else. All they have to do is not make mistakes. But as other teams got as talented as Alabama and you had to deal with the Clemsons and all that, you did have to have a more talented quarterback. And that's what Alabama did. They changed the way they recruited the quarterback position. They went more dual threat. And they had a historic... Think about this. The Jalen Hurts, to a tongue of Bailoa... Mac Jones, and Bryce Young in succession. There's not going to be a team in college in 20 years that has that run, that kind of run. And so I think we got a little spoiled with that, and we also got a little spoiled with them having really dynamic receivers. I mean, you think about when they had Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy all at the same time. That's just unfair. It's what Ohio State does to everybody now but it's also not possible to do year after year after year after year
3: it was a year ago where nick saban kind of complained about n i l and he was talking to his boosters he's basically saying look we got to we got to outspend texas a and m a and m hasn't cashed in on this but alabama like what's going on here they it's you know is it transfer portal nil they're not taking advantage of either one of those like other other schools
8: no i don't think it's that because when they've needed to get somebody to the transfer portal like Jamison williams a couple of years ago they did okay and and so they've been able to spot recruit out of the portal nil if they tell their donors hey instead of rebuilding the weight room we'd like you to donate to nil they'll do it they'll do whatever they need to do but I do think the market in general has changed. And, you know, Andy Schwartz was an economist who worked with the plaintiffs in Obama versus the NCAA and, and wrote this back, back then and said, Hey, if all this stuff were to come to be, you'll see the talent spread out more. And I think you're seeing that. I mean, okay. you in the class of 2024, Dan, here's a good example. The number one defensive lineman in the country is going to Missouri. He's from Missouri. Missouri has a state law that allows you to start cashing in on NIL deals. September of your senior year of high school. So this sort of thing is changing the dynamics. The transfer portal is also changing it because remember if you want to play in the NFL, Matt Castle aside, you got to play in college. So you you're not going to sit the bench at Alabama or Ohio state or Clemson or wherever for three years waiting when you can go somewhere and star right away. And Oh, by the way, they'll give you an
3: NIL deal. But this, so this isn't a case of Alabama slipping as much as others are moving up, up the ladder. Where,
8: where Alabama's different, I think. One, they can't select as well as they could. Like it used to be, they could get anybody they wanted. The moment Kirby Smart went to Georgia, that changed. The other thing that's happening with Alabama is the bench of assistant coaches is not that deep. Remember, Nick Saban was losing assistants left and right, but always seemed to have somebody ready who was either in that Nick Saban witness relocation program that Mike Loxley always joked about, or had worked there before gone somewhere else and was coming back. Well, this time they didn't have that when, like when Bill O'Brien went to the Patriots, they didn't have an OC just ready to pull up, which is exactly what Georgia did this year when they lost Todd Monk to the Ravens. So they had to go do a national search. They talked to Brian Grubb at Washington. They talked to other people and they end up hiring Tommy Reese for Notre Dame. But Tommy Rees had never worked with Nick Saban before. We don't know how well they work together. In the past, Nick Saban has usually picked somebody he has already worked with and knows exactly what he's going to get out of.
3: Uh, is there any fallout if Clemson and or Alabama don't make the playoffs this year? I don't know if there's any fallout in terms of
8: Clemson is, is probably going to have to, to rethink the way they do some things because while Alabama has adjusted to the changes in college sports, Clemson hasn't. Dabo Sweeney has not wanted to use the transfer portal. I think the first time he used it was last year to get Hunter Johnson, who was a quarterback at Northwestern, who had been a quarterback at Clemson. So he's basically just bringing him back. Uh, they have not filled holes nearly as well because they have not wanted to use the transfer portal because Dabo doesn't believe in that. Well, He's probably going to have to start believing
3: in it. Yeah. We're talking to Andy Staples. He covers college football. It's uh, on three sports. Colorado these next two weekends. How important are these two games for just this season? Well, maybe for the the entire program moving forward.
8: Well, I think they're very important, and, and it, but it's more about how you show up. It's not necessarily if you win. If you win either one of these games, it is awesome. I, it is they will be the biggest story in sports if they can beat Oregon this weekend. But if they can compete with Oregon this weekend, that should tell you they're going to be a monster in the in the next year or so. Because when you revamp a roster the way they did, wholesale changes, you can get skill players out of the portal, but it's very hard to find big guys in the portal. And Oregon has really good players up front, both lines of scrimmage. If they can hang with what they have they'll be able to get better big guys this next year. And all of a sudden, they'll be competitive with anybody. Now, I went into the the season before I saw them play thinking, they're this is a game where they're just going to get their doors blown off. And it may happen because they don't have Travis Hunter, but I've been really impressed with the way they've played schematically. Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator, was a good head coach at Kent State. He's done a good job taking advantage of, of what they do have and hiding what they don't. If they can keep doing that, I think they could be really good in the coming years.
3: And then they've got USC at home after that. But I'm wondering, once again, USC lacking defense. They certainly have offense. But are they a Final Four team with just an offensive-minded team?
8: I think they're better defensively this year. They they went out and got some guys out of the portal. I, remember I said there's not a lot of good big guys available in the portal, but USC – Tends to draw the, the the ones that are, and they got a guy named Bear Alexander from from Georgia to play defensive tackle. They got Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M who who plays on the D line as well. Body types that USC just didn't have before, and most teams in the Pac-12 that aren't Oregon or Utah don't have. So I do think they're going to be considerably better defensively. We'll see when they play Colorado, when they play Notre Dame, but I, I suspect they're better than
3: they were last year. Speaking of Notre Dame, they got Ohio State. Um, how impactful is this game? It's huge. I mean, I, I was talking to to Mike Golick Jr., who
8: played center for the Irish when they played for a national title in 2012. He said this feels bigger than any of those games. I was talking to some people hmm. at Notre Dame. They said this feels like the biggest game since USC came in in oh5 on that campus. And so – this is this is huge because they got Sam Hartman now at quarterback, which feels like the piece they've been missing. The thing that that allows that offense to be more explosive. They just haven't had that in the last few years. So if you can beat an Ohio State, you can absolutely beat anybody in the country. And I do think with this schedule, if they split Ohio State and USC and are competitive in the one they lose, they could still make the 14 playoff at 11-1.
3: Have a great weekend, Andy. Always great to to catch up with you. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Andy Staples, covering college football for On 3 Sports. We'll take a break. We'll check in with the mess that is the Chicago Bears after this. You might be waiting. You might continue to wait. But I'm telling you, once you finally make that decision, you need a new bed, Sleep Number. SleepNumber.com slash Patrick. Or go into a Sleep Number store. And don't be intimidated. Go in ask your questions, ask about Sleep IQ technology, ask about your sleep number. Mine's 75. They will tell you everything you need to know, and then some, because there's a lot of questions that you don't even know you can be asking or should ask. The adjustable firmness on each side, that's two beds in one. Also, if uh, you sleep too hot or too cold, they have the uh, temperature-balancing sleep number smart beds, and they can help cool so you sleep throughout the night. Also, you have something that will uh, provide support, even weight distribution for more comfortable sleep. So they thought of all of this. You're, you know, contouring with your neck and shoulders and back and hips. Save $400 on the new Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed Plus Special Financing. Sleep Number. SleepNumber.com slash Patrick. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
6: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask?
2: All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: There's so many interesting baseball stats this year. Kyle Schwarber is one of my favorite players. Not because I think he's good, he's just fascinating. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout in the Phillies win over the Braves. He's the first player to strike out 200 times in back-to-back seasons since Chris Davis did it in 2015 and 2016. Congratulations.
6: <laughs> that of the day. That of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the the
3: stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Josh Schrock covers the Bears for NBC Sports Chicago. He joins us now. Boy, you had a day yesterday there, Josh. When did you know that it was a mess when you showed up at the facility?
9: Uh, I'd say about 90 seconds after Justin Fields took the podium, and it was clear that he had a lot of things on his mind and a lot of things to say, and uh, things just snowballed from there. They just just kept going until about 7 o'clock at night. So it was a bizarre and very weird day at Hallis Hall and one that will probably define this
3: team. But I wonder about the tweet that was sent out, and Mm -hmm. it stopped with just, he blames coaching. And then we didn't add anything else to that tweet. So we had to wait to really find out the context of that. If he you flip it around where he takes blame and then he mentions the code like like it just felt like if he handled it differently, then this isn't an, a big deal. Do you agree?
9: Yeah, I, I agree. I think Justin is a very smart kid, and I think he clearly went to the podium yesterday with an idea of what was being said about him and how things are going, and he wanted to get out in front of some of the issues and he starts with, it could be coaching and then proceeds to say it's also on me. But look, he was very critical of the staff and I think he meant what he said. He was direct confident. He didn't torch them. And I think he went to the practice field and then got off and saw everyone just running with the one thing and was like, wow, okay, I need to backtrack because it's a quarterback's unwritten law that I don't just come out and, blast everyone. So he wants to make it clear that he does blame himself, but everything he said, he meant.
3: Okay, but if you look at this situation, how do you troubleshoot this if you're the Bears, front office, coaching staff, and Justin Fields?
9: Well, I think they could have helped themselves a lot if they had understood their personnel better. Like a job of a good coordinator and a good coach is to know your players' strengths and to game plan around what they do best, not game plan around what you want to do. And anyone who's watched the Bears through the first two games can tell you that's not the offense they should be running. That's not the offense that made Justin special last year. Uh, so that's where they could have started, and that was about two months ago. But as of now, they need they need to scrap everything. They need to scrap the Aaron Rodgers-esque offense that Luke Getzi wants to run, and they need to listen to what Justin's saying and just do what he does best. Four quarterback design runs in two games is not nearly enough. They've really cobwebbed the vertical passing game, except the two drives they scored against Tampa. They need to do what this offense was built to do. They told us it's built around mobility, it's built around vertical passing, and then they just completely disregarded all of that for the first two weeks and have made Justin think too much and play pretty poorly. And he owns some of that blame, but they need to scrap everything. They need to scrap the game plan, and they need to do what makes him comfortable because that's the only way they're going to win.
3: But the big question is still going to be, can he beat you from the pocket? Right. When it's all said and done, he he was a curiosity. It was fun to watch. They don't win, but are – are you okay with that? If you're a Chicago Bear fan, would you rather just be entertaining and maybe you're not going to win games? Or can you try to – are they trying to make him something that he's not? Therefore, you're going to lose games either way.
9: Justin says they're not. I think what he was getting at yesterday was what he's good at and what they want him to do do not align at the moment. And they need to find a way to mesh the two. He's, he's not trying to say, I don't want to play from the pocket. But what he's saying is, I don't want to just stand there like they're telling me to do and go one, two, three, pause, wait, make sure it's good and then get out. I need to still play free. And right now he's thinking way too much because he wants to do everything that they tell him to do by to a T. And that's just not, that's not going to work at this level, Dan. Like. It's clear against the Bucs he was freezing, his brain was locking up, and it led to a lot of mistakes. He missed open receivers. He admitted the strip sack was – that was what happened, right? He's like, I would have been out of there last year, but I'm just trying to do what they're telling me. So they need to figure out a way to get him to play from the pocket, but also utilize that athleticism. And they need to roll the pocket. They need to not make it so, hey, everything is just straight drop back behind a bad offensive line and try to make it work.
3: Yeah cuz there were a couple of reads against Tampa Bay where you're going I got two guys open. <laughs> yeah. And and he was freezing. Yep. Um but he might just be one he might be like Cam Newton that you just say look do it how you need to do it for as long as you can do it and then mm-hmm. we saw what happened Cam fell off a cliff. He couldn't play anymore. Um he got him to a Super Bowl. Yep. But but I you know And I was just talking to Andy Staples, who covers college football, and he said, you know, there were questions about Justin Fields when he was in college at Ohio State that you didn't have to do much because your receivers are so good, Ryan Day, offensive-minded head coach, and, you know, you're not reading as much. Now in the NFL, you do have to go through your progressions, or at least most of the elite quarterbacks, and then you have Kansas City coming up this weekend. It just feels like this is... Justin Fields is going to put on the cape and go out there and try to be Justin Fields of last year.
9: Yeah, and honestly, at this point, Dan, the offensive line is so banged up and they're making so many mental mistakes offensively. The receivers are running the wrong routes. They're standing next to each other. The only way this is going to even have a chance to be successful on Sunday against a team that's much more talented than they are both sides of the ball is for Justin to just be Superman like he was last year and try to will them to 30 points. Um, I think your point about you know, Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, that might end up being what Justin is. I think he's been put in a horrible spot to start his career. He's had no continuity. He's had you know, Matt Nagy, now Luke Getzey and no one's engineered anything around him. You think about what Greg, Greg Roman did with Lamar Jackson, right? Where it was like, okay, let's just, let's just package what you do. Well, we'll make you successful. You win an MVP. And now Todd Munkin's building on that. They've gotten him weapons and he was able to progress as a quarterback. Justin's not had any of that. And I mean, honestly, things are, things are spiraling right now for the Bears. And like I said, it, it kind of reeks of Nagy Trubisky 2.0, right? Where Mitch got benched and, and then he came out and started talking freely about the scheme issues and how he was uncomfortable. And to Justin's credit, he knows this is, this is his career and he has to get out in front of this and say, Hey, yeah, I'm playing bad. Part of it's on me. But part of it's because I'm just doing what I'm told. And it needs to change.
3: And they had all of this unfolding. And then your defensive coordinator resigns yesterday. Do we have any more information on why he decided to step away for his health and to be with his family?
9: The situation remains incredibly murky. Uh, it re- was even murkier yesterday when the Bears released a one line statement that said he resigned. Dan, I mean, you know, even when people fire executives or coaches, it's always, we thank you for your service. We appreciate the time. You'll be a, you know, a bear for life. It was none of that. It was, hey, he's gone. So something else is going on, I think, of them health, because it was just health and family. They would have wished him well and said, you know, he can come back anytime if he wants. And that's clearly not the case.
3: They've already taken him off the website. Yep, I mean, they're, they're scrubbing any any remnants of, of him. D- distancing themselves. And just the rumors that are out there.
9: Yeah. I mean, that's the, word we, I, the only reason we know he resigned is because of those rumors and social media, because otherwise the Bears were really content on keeping it. Hey, we don't have an update. He's not here for now.
3: Great appearance, Josh. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have fun today. <laughs> I always do, Dan. Thanks yeah, for having thank me. Thank you, Josh Schrock. Bears insider, NBC Sports Chicago. You know, you get a team. All you want is a team that has some kind of storyline there. Give me some drama. Hey, we're really good or we're really bad. That's all you want if you're going to be a beat writer, beat reporter, local radio. Just give me something. Well, the Bears gave you that. Congratulations. Uh, Jim in Ohio. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey, Dan. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for coming to um, Cincinnati for the book signing. Yep. Um, we, I think everybody enjoyed your wit, humor, and stories. I want to, first of all, I want to clear up something, and then I have a quick question for you. Um, I'm the one that drew that caricature. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And I did not intentionally make you look like Anderson Cooper and Harry <laughs> Carey. <laughs> Right. I, I didn't have a lot of time to get that ready. <laughs> I usually take a couple weeks to think about it, sketch it out. So I would like to redeem myself and send another one. This time I want to include the Dan Edson
3: All right, sure. Yeah, it, I got so, lipstick on. I look like Harry Carey and, <laughs> and Anderson Cooper if they had a child, and I have bright red lipstick on.
6: Well, I, I have to redeem myself because that was not a mine, my intention whatsoever. And I do like you. I've been uh, following sports for 50 years. My four favorite broadcasters, you're one of them. So um, I do admire uh, your job and what you have brought to the sport.
3: Well, thank um, you, Jim.
4: I appreciate that. I think I might be fourth. Top four, though. Yeah. You made it. Yeah. That's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. Top four.
3: Yeah. Yeah. maybe.
4: uh, Who do you think the other three are? No, I don't know. Don't you want to know? Yes, you do.
3: Uh, uh, Jim, uh, is Jim still there? Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, real quickly, who are your other (laughs) three, Jim? Uh,
6: Marty Brenneman.
3: Reds announcer.
6: Eric Carey. Pat Hughes. Uh... Yeah, and you. Oh, okay. All
3: right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jim. That's good company right right there. So Pat Hughes does the uh, Cubs, and then Marty Brenneman, Hall of Famer, and then uh, Harry Carey. That is good company. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. If Anderson Cooper and Harry Carey had a child, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) And wait, you guys are going to get a portrait done of you. Final hour on the way. More of your phone calls. One more item we close that hour two, simply safe home security, 24 seven live guard protection. It's made possible by the new smart alarm wireless indoor camera available with fast protect monitoring plans. The new smart alarm indoor camera, the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm and instantly deter intruders with a built in siren. Also, they're trying to stop crime in real time. Nobody does it better than Simply Safe. If an intruder breaks into your home, Simply Safe's professional monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter them through Simply Safe's new smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Install it your way. That's the simple part of this. It takes 30 minutes, maybe. Or you can have a Simply Safe expert who can set it up for you. Either way, it's easy to protect your home. For a limited time, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for fast protect monitoring. But get started. Go to simplysafedan.com. And remember, there is no safe like Simply Safe.